At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, episode number 443. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company senior SEO, Scott Fenak. Our last show before 2023. Wow. This year went by quick. Yeah, it really did. In some ways and then some other ways it didn't, you know, typical. But um, <laughs> it, uh, it's been a good year overall, I guess. I think I have to sit down to think about it, but I think so. <laughs> I think, you know what? We survived. We're, We're here. alive. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we all woke up every day so far this year, so far. Yep, so that's, so you know, what else can, what else can you need yeah, really? Let's go with that. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start off with uh, a birthday. Yeah. Happy 16th birthday to search engine land. And uh, they, they, they turned 16. It's, it, I find it hard to believe it's been around since. 2006. I, I, I feel like it wasn't that long ago, but I, I guess, I guess it has been. It doesn't feel like it was because that was the switch from search engine watch where Danny was to search engine land, which was his creation. Yeah. 16 years ago. I just, it felt Jeez. like not that nearly that long ago. And I remember how much I despised the name. Um, Do you still though? It's grown on us. I don't <laughs> it love does. it though. No. Yeah. So, so are you going to sing happy birthday? No, <laughs> no, okay. I, I'm not either. I'm, I'm sure there are zero listeners that want either of us to sing that, but I'll, I will make this, this pledge though. If a thousand people join our Facebook group, I will sing happy birthday on the next SEO 101. Oh, there you go. Everyone. Yeah. yeah you got to get, make that happen. Facebook and, and, group. And they won't because zero people want me to sing it. So it's not, that's actually, a, actually, <laughs> if we don't get a thousand people, maybe I will. <laughs> you better sign up or I'm going to start singing. Yeah. That's, oh dear. That, I'm still not good. Thank it, God though. for editing. Uh, <laughs> It'll just bleep me out. <laughs> or I'll put on someone else's voice. Oh, that could be fun. We could use AI. An AI happy birthday <laughs> message. Like the AI episode. We'll be covering a few things on that. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Well, let's jump into SEO news. The new Google search status dashboard. I don't know much about this. So fill us in. No, it's just a small little thing, but it's kind of cool. Um, Google uh, has launched this new status page you can look at at uh, status.search.google.com and it's really simple and it just shows the uh, crawling indexing and serving issues of the last seven days if there are any so for the most part you won't really need this tool but if you suspect there's an issue going on at google maybe your site isn't getting crawled you've got some new content and you're like i wonder if it's me or if it's possibly an issue at google you can check out this tool and if there is a crawling issue it will show up there so then 
you know, maybe that will help take some mystery out of uh, any troubleshooting you happen to be doing. Um, not necessarily something you have to check every day. I would only check it if you suspect a problem and you want to confirm your suspicion. But, you know, a lot of website hosts have been doing this sort of thing forever, um, checking for statuses of uptime and all that kind of stuff. So it's good to see Google do something similar. I know a few clients who are um, website helicopter parents that are going to be yeah. all over that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I know a few for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Every day they get seven less clicks. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll hear about it. Um, they're they're very good at what they do, but they are a little high strung about their sites. And I, I get it. I get it. It's their source of income, but <laughs> we chuckle sometimes. Um, and I and actually we know they do too. They they realize it. <laughs> um, so oh, more updates about the Google helpful content update. That makes sense. Yes. This is it. Okay. It began on December 5th. On the first day of Christmas. Lead away. Um, yeah, began on December 5th. Uh, I... It's a... What? <laughs> oh, I'm not... I'm not going I to... I set the scene. Oh, well, I'm not a good storyteller. <laughs> you know, I'm tired, man. We got... You got kids, you know. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to say that first bit again. It is a global update impacting all languages. I believe all the helpful updates have been like that. Uh, the, the gist of the helpful update is the same. It targets low quality content created primarily for search. Uh, the system has now been updated with additional signals to help Google identify content created for search versus people. Uh, kind of the same, just like a new iteration of the same helpful update. The rollout should take around two weeks to fully roll out. So Merry Christmas, Internet. Here's a, a rollout that will end right around Christmas Day. So <laughs> they're good at that, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they are. They no longer treat this time of year as sacrosanct. They just roll them out. Yeah, so there are going to be some people <laughs> scrambling. Um, hopefully not too many people. If you've got a good site with good quality content, you don't have to worry. It's, it's really that simple. Unless you're worried about the next update. The right. December 2022 link spam update began on December 14th. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, that's very helpful, I think, but not not in the update kind of way. Um, uh, December fourteenth is when that started, and I'm repeating. I'm going to keep repeating you this whole episode. I can't help it. You start it, and I go to the notes. I just start at the top. You need to delete it when you say it, and then I won't repeat it uh, again. Uh, all locations, all languages. Again, two weeks to roll out. Uh, you copied spammy. and pasted. I did not copy and paste this. <laughs> I, it kind of seems like I did though, doesn't it? It's like yeah, the exact the same. same. Yeah. Uh, this next line is different. Uh, spammy links are neutralized and credit passed by them will be lost. So this is where it makes a difference. If you have a lot of really low quality inbound links to your site, but are still managing to pass a little bit of credit to your website, some of those are not going to pass credit anymore. So if you see a ranking decline, it could be because you have, you know, not bad links but yeah bad links i guess you have links that were useful and now they're less useful crap. so it's all crap yeah. on the flip side if your competition has really bad links and you don't you you might see a boost here so you know that's good um this is just really a, a bigger push than what they already do which is neutralizing and any credit passed by low quality links i guess this is just a bigger push because they've updated their their spam brain that was very dramatic. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I, I, it must be all the sugar from that yogurt I just had. Anyway, um, <laughs> they're trying to improve it and look for spam 
uh, out there. Uh, anyone buying links? Anyone that? I mean, I, I, honestly, if you if you're buying links and they're so low quality that they can be picked out by spam brain, then you kind of set yourself up. I'm afraid you're buying links from the wrong place. That reminds me. Years ago, we had a client. He wasn't a client, but he was he when at the time that he was not a client he went out and he bought tens and tens and tens of thousands oh, of yeah. links for like 49 dollars. you know one of those and his site was totally trashed it was gone he was penalized back when everyone talked about penalties and they were like a real solid thing and it was just like a total complete disaster can't remember how we fixed it for him some i think maybe we switched domains i don't remember what happened but it was a result of buying cheap cheap bad links so if somebody's still doing that right now just stop it just don't do that anymore because you'll, <laughs> if these, these are the updates that'll hurt you. So, uh, I, and I realize this sounds very biased, but use, if you, if you really want to go that route, use a company like ourselves who's done the homework and it made sure that, like, we, we have zero interest in doing links unless, because if it's going to cause us a lack of sleep because our clients aren't doing better. So, if we're going to get links for you, we're going to make damn sure that they're going to have, lasting power and they're not going to cause any issues. So, you know, I, I can't speak for every agency. I, I actually, I'm sure I, sure I can't, there's a lot of garbage out there, but, um, you know, pick a reputable company and go that route. Yeah. You'll pay a little more, but a whole lot less than if something goes wrong. So it's, it's, you get what you pay for in this circumstance, even more so than many other aspects of SEO. It's just too dangerous to mess with. Absolutely. Yeah. You're better off if you're, if you're going to buy bad links, you're better off just building good content, you know, don't, don't even do worry anything. about links. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't afford good links, don't link build. If you can afford. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to spend that little money on links, uh, unless you're trying to hurt another company, <laughs> which I know people do, um, it's really not going to have any effect. And, uh, you know, if, and if you're going to spend a lot of money on links that turn out to be pretty bad, why not just spend that on a great content writer? Uh, and brainstorm some great ideas for content and and get them written well. Uh, yeah, it's just going to pay off so much better. And you're adding value for readers, your actual clients, your customers. They're going to have something to look at, and it's going to draw in more eyes. It's just win, 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 win. It's it compounds. It wins so well. And we're all about the compound wins. Can't help it. <laughs> okay, uh, content ideas maybe coming to Google Search Console. Ooh, may maybe. Oh, this should be in our future predictions. Oh, I they screwed should. that up. Which I'm put. I'm officially. Up. I'm officially adding that later <laughs> under my name. Uh, so uh, Barry reported on this about this at Search Engine Land, and, and he has hasn't actually seen it for himself. He was seeing screenshots from a Nicholas Ocker Ocker. Sorry, I don't know your name. I'm, I know I'm saying it wrong because I'm good at that. Anyways, what it's looking like is Google Search Console is testing a feature where uh, it's similar to when Google Question Hub was all in the news. Everyone was talking about Google Question Hub a year or two ago. Similar to that, you log into Google Search Console and there's going to be content ideas and suggestions right in Search Console. So if Google sees a topic that you have no content on and they have minimal content on and they feel it's a good fit for you, they will suggest that you create that content. So... If you ever see this show up in your Google Search Console, which you might see it now, take a look. You probably won't. It sounds like it's very a very limited experiment at this point. If you do see it, take the advice and create the content because it's needed content and nobody's out there with it. And 
yeah, like run with it. Like I, I'm going to add that when it shows up, that will be in every single audit we do. And every client we do, we're going to be watching for that because that's gold. Um, well, potentially gold. Anyways, we'll see what happens when it launches. But um, well, And it's just yet another reason why you need to have access to your Google search console. If you don't know what we're talking about, definitely do a search for Google search console in Google and fill out information <laughs> and get access to your site and let the information fill. It's going to take a little time and you'll be amazed at what you can find and confused. <laughs> it's super confused too, for sure. A lot of people will yeah. be. And, and fair enough. You know, even if you get something out of it, it's going to be worthwhile. The best, most probably reliable aspect of it is at least you will know if Google finds something wrong with your website. It's going to alert you because you've actually gone and taken the time to log in and create your Google Search Console account. So uh, claim it access it occasionally, make it a monthly task. Uh, if you're not, of course, using a, a company that's doing it for you, we do this already for all our clients, but you know, this is something you need to do if you haven't already done so. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. And love Gary Ish has had something to say on LinkedIn about robots.txt. He says a robot.txt file that returns a 500 or 503 status code for an extended period of time will remove your site from search results, du, 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 even if the rest of the site is accessible to Googlebot. Wow. You know, I thought wow as well. And then the more <laughs> I think about it, the less wow and the more, yeah, duh, is where my mindset goes. Because and the reason very, was, diplomatic. I like that. I, you know, I, I try to be. And <laughs> the reason this seems obvious to me now is that if you don't have a robots.txt and it just shows a you know 404 error, you're not Google knows you're not trying to tell Google to index or not index certain content. So they'll just index it. Great. If they if they find the tech, they find the file and it tells them what to do, they'll just follow that. But if the file is showing an error, there's a server error, Google doesn't know if you want them to index your site or not. They don't have evidence for sure that says, hey, don't index this, this chunk. And one thing that Gary had said was, you know, without that file, we might index Martin's awkward hat pictures accidentally. So, you know, you might have content that needs to be blocked that's sensitive. Google can't find that robots file to tell them what to do. So they just say, uh-oh, we don't know what to index here. So everything goes. Yeah, wow. it's... It's one of those errors that from an SEO perspective, like an audit perspective, it would be cool to find, but not necessarily easy to find either, would it? I don't know. I, I would expect that because we check the robots text with yeah. every audit we do. And I, in the almost 20 years now, almost 20 years, I have found zero instances where it's a 500 error for the robots text file. I've never seen It would seen definitely it make us wonder, but I don't think I would have thought that that would be the reason for it. Well, maybe I would have. It would have definitely been weird enough. And if they had their site removed, then yeah, it would definitely have raised enough bells. Um, yeah, like now bells. we'll know. Now yeah. we'll know. Now we definitely know. <laughs> I, I think I like to think that I would have been smart enough had I seen that to to investigate yeah. further and not just say you need to fix this. I, I think I would have been smart enough to say this is major. Well, now I am, you know, and thankfully I, I learned about this before we ever encountered it. So that's, uh, there Fair we go. Enough. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, and and. Exactly. It's one of those things that we would have told them to fix anyway. So they would have restored their rankings anyway or whatever. But uh, it's really interesting when we get these little tidbits from Google. Uh, 
I would never have thought of it even possibly happening. I don't even know how you could trigger that status code. It's interesting uh, for that. A bad web host, I guess. I guess. <laughs> All right. So this is a bit of a tradition. I know we've flubbed it a couple of years, but um, we're doing our predictions for 2023. Cue the music. Where are you, Brasco? Ah. I, I'm always terrible. Ross said to me, let's do predictions. I'm like, I'm not feeling creative. So his are going to be better than mine. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> ah, yours are good. So um, mine are AI-based. I've been doing lots of AI research and, and um, it's essentially machine learning algorithms for writing. And it's fascinating to me. There's lots of really interesting, high-quality content out there that can be written using AI. And it's no no doubt a game changer. I'm sure you've all heard about it or seen ads for new AI, this and that. Um, so um, let me just expound on this with a few guesses for 2023. Number one, Google will continue to try to improve its AI content detection algorithms, but they won't have much success and AI content creation will explode. As a consequence, Google will have to tighten up its credit for the original poster of information to reassure original content creators. Take a pause. I know that's a bunch. So um, Google right now is, I don't think I've heard them upset about it. They're just saying that they don't want to see a lot of AI created content. I think because they see it as being low quality and absolutely that's possible. AI content is out of the box, not the best content. It's damn good though. Um, and uh, I, of course, I'm only using high quality stuff. I mean, they cost money. The people that are using the lesser quality and maybe the, the the very basic AI content creators, I can see how those would be needing a lot more work. At any rate, Google's trying to detect it. It has a very good success rate right now for the low quality stuff and people's, you know, their content isn't going to rate very well. Um, so they're going to try and tighten that up. But all the people who create original content are going to be freaking out a bit here because AI can't create content unless it's already been digested, you know, actually trained on content like that. So um, their original content will be the focus of many um, AI uh, machine learning algorithms and people could try to duplicate it by using this. And they already have in the past using spinning algorithms, all these different things that take a piece of content, rewrite it in many different ways. And, and they try to trump the, the original creator. Well, I think this is just going to put more pressure on Google to give us the credit. If we write a, a fresh, really intelligent piece of content, we're going to want it protected. And uh, there's going to be lots of pissed off people as AI takes over and starts to take that credit away from them. Next, AI content debunking articles will be all the rage, highlighting the clear deficiencies of AI content creation for site owners that want lasting benefits. Uh, I've got more to say there, but essentially to, to break that apart. Um, right now, a lot of people are, are, are more so, people are saying, well, AI content really isn't that good. Um, you know, don't get too excited about it. There are lots of ways it doesn't work. And that is absolutely true. Uh, this will, but you're going to see a lot more of that as people jump on that bandwagon. This includes creating any content with new a viewpoint or tutorial for a new product or service. So if you are creating anything like that, that's good. I mean, you, again, 
AI can't recreate something that it hasn't already digested. Um, this actually, I should say it, machine learning algorithms can't. It is a form of AI, but it's not true artificial intelligence. It's not, it can't make things up. It has to have a basis to work from. So having a true viewpoint, a tutorial, all these different things, none of these, these tools can yet do that. Um, also product reviews, they can't do, obviously, um, unless there's already been one done and it's digested that information. Um, and any kind of thought leadership content. As a result, we're going to see a greater push for people to create more thoughtful content. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Next, automatic AI written sales emails and email newsletters will be the rage. Um, I can see it already. I was doing a little poking around. I can see the odd tool coming out already. Uh, in a way, it's not a bad thing. Newsletters are a pain in the butt to do. The only problem is it's going to be, there's going to be more of them it's, uh, to pick from and choose from. And I think people will be getting a little bit of newsletter blindness, kind of like banner blindness, is going to be a bit overwhelming um, simply because everyone's going to be asking you for a newsletter to sign up for their newsletter and the content quality may be dropping. I see a maybe. flip side, a flip side to that too, though, where, and I bet this will happen, maybe not this 2023, maybe in a couple of years after that, but where AI will write newsletters that are more individually tailored to each person that's being sent to. Because right now you can't write 10,000 newsletters a week for 10,000 subscribers, but AI could. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thought. Yeah. Um, individually, you know, finish that thought there I'm writing. 
Um, but I think I think uh, we're just adding to our show notes now. It's a it's a good good thought. I think it's also going to be very beneficial. For example, we create our show notes newsletter. Um, I've always wanted to have, and we're going to this year this year. That's the goal anyway. Uh, to have one of the more tailored newsletters from Stepforth again. We actually built a company on one years ago. Uh, we did one weekly. I think it was crazy. It was one, once a week or every two yeah, weeks. I think it was every Wednesday we were doing content. We were whipping it out. Um, and we're not necessarily going to go back to that kind of level, but we do put out a lot of content out there that's not newsletter based, but easily an AI could take that information and break it into uh, a newsletter that would be very beneficial to everyone. So I'm, I'm considering that and looking at options. Um, they could take information from the podcast and there's lots of little snippets from our podcast that could be used. TikTok, we're doing a little of that, uh, most exp experimenting with that. Uh, LinkedIn, you name it. Some interesting stuff could be done. And my last tip uh, before I hand it over to Scott, uh, the Yoast plugin will build more entity level optimization tools for premium subscribers. It's just a guess, but um, this is a little more, a, a little above SEO 101, but entities are an important part of optimization. Yoast already has some component of that built in, but after seeing some of the new technology out there for this, I see it as a pretty obvious add-on for them, um, either in 2023 or the next year, but I'm guessing 2023. Uh, it's either going to be included for premium subscribers or an add-on on top of that. All right. Man, go for mine, it, Scott. Mine seems so boring in comparison. Um, <laughs> now you can go for a coffee. And No, I'm just... Um, yeah, so obviously I feel like Google will dramatically increase the frequency of their major algorithmic updates. Um, I did a quick dig. 2020, there were three. Can you believe there were only three major <laughs> updates in 2020? 2020, 20, I'm saying too many numbers. 2021, there were 10. And actually, surprisingly, in 22, there were also only 10. When I was looking that up, I would have sworn it'd be way higher because I feel like the last six months have just been update crazy. Every single episode of SEO 101, we're talking about multiple updates. Um, I think 23, I bet we hit 50, maybe even 20 algorithmic updates that are worth mentioning. I mean, they have daily updates, but these are ones that are like worth talking about. Um, so I think that's going to really increase and keep everybody on their toes. Uh, a few months ago, we were talking about Google Lens and some of the SEOs were talking about, you know, why is Google Lens data not appearing in Search Console? John Mueller noted that Lens is just too new. And I feel like within the next year, we're going to start to see that show up in Search Console. Some of that data will appear, if not this year coming up, maybe 2024. I feel like that's a no-brainer as that becomes more popular, assuming it does. Another one here. What would that or mean for our listeners? What does that mean? So people who are searching with Google, I, I don't use Google Lens, so I don't know a heck of a lot about it, but people that are searching using Google Lens to find information, any of that data doesn't appear in Search Console right now. So we can't see impressions and clicks and all that kind of stuff within Search Console. And I think the problem is there's just not enough data for Google to incorporate that. And uh, I feel like mm -hmm. they're going to. So um, for, for listeners who don't know what Google Lens is, essentially it can be on your phone and it's like your camera. You open Google Lens and you can look through your phone at whatever you're looking at. Let's say it's uh, uh, my Insta360, my old remote here. I could have that on the on the on the table. Use my camera and look at it. And perhaps I'm looking for a replacement because it broke, or I don't know other information about it. 
maybe specs. Google will look at it, analyze the shape, the writing on it, everything, and then it will use that to determine what it is. And then those are search results. And someone clicks through to your website, it would be nice to know that that came from Google Lens. I don't know exactly how beneficial that will be, but as it grows, it'll certainly be interesting. And perhaps by increasing more information about the content on your page or about the image that you have on your page, that you'll have a better chance of appearing under that particular search. I don't know. There's a lot. It's probably a whole different science to Google Lens. So um, optimization, but it's, uh, I think it's a pretty good idea you got there. It's a whole thing and it's going to grow for sure. Um, okay. The next, everybody's favorite topic, core web vitals and the page <laughs> experience updates. Anyways, not a lot to say about it, but you know what? It's becoming more and more important. Well, I say that like it's dramatic, but it's inching upwards in value. I think there will be more updates, <laughs> more algorithmic updates to the page experience update uh, to make core web vitals and the experience scores more meaningful and more important. And I think that's going to continue. I think it's not just for this year. I think it's for 2024, 25. I think it's going to keep growing to a point where we get annoyed with it and actually have to do stuff. Um, well, we're kind of there, but you know what I mean. Um, I also think that quite confidently in July that SEOs and website owners are going to lose their mind when Google pulls the plug on universal analytics and everybody is forced, whether you want to or not, to use Google Analytics 4. Um you know, I've started playing with it a bit more. I don't know it nearly as well as I should, but I have six months to figure it out. So that's a, a blessing. But that six months is going to happen very quickly. And um, yeah, people are going to have to start backing up. That's There's going to be a push for that. Everyone's going to be wondering, how do I back up my universal analytics data? And uh, uh, everyone's going to wait until they stop recording data and you have like a week left to, or it gets deleted. And then people are going to try to figure it out. It's going to be a push. For sure. I don't think that's even a prediction. I think it's a, a no brainer. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to, uh, oh, you mentioned the next one and I'll, uh, add on to cir it. circle back. Um, and this, this seems to happen every year. So I feel like this is almost a no brainer as well, that Google will rename at least one of their major products. Um, probably Google business profile will change names because it's been at least what has it been a year since the last name change? I think it has. So they're due, they're due for a new name. Uh, they can't seem to keep the right, uh, keep the, any name straight. Uh, if not, maybe they'll change search console again to something else. Who knows what they're going to do, but, uh, you can rest assured something is going to change names and confuse everybody. So it, did you already, I see that's how intent I was about my writing my notes here. Uh, did you already cover how site owners will feel about universal analytics? Sort, sort of. Okay. <laughs> I just said they're not going to be happy about it. Yeah. Well, and uh, I've been looking a lot into that too, because uh, it's going to be huge for all of us. Every single one of us out here listening that have a website, this is going to be big and annoyingly time consuming. Um, so one of the things that Google seems to be doing is pushing people to transition the content from their universal analytics to BigQuery which is not by any stretch of the imagination user-friendly for uh, a small business and probably won't even be use worthwhile for them. But it is something that is, is an option. That's something that um, I've had to look into because we do have some clients that will want that information and won't want to lose it. Um, so that's one thing. Also, companies like ours, 
uh, hint, hint, we'll be launching services to assist with the proper setup of Google Analytics 4. It is not straightforward. Uh, it seems like it, but it is a fairly substantial transition in how to look at analytics. It has some real big pluses. I'm learning from some bright people right now about that. And uh, it's, you know, there is a, a lot of potential, but it's going to be painful, this transition. Uh, one of the default settings when you set up Google Analytics for this is an example, is that it will only retain all of your uh, uh, analytics data for two months. Two months. Mm. Yeah, it will it will keep all of the basic for years. But if you want to do any kind of real crunching of data, um, looking at the raw data that's come in, two months. You have to physically change the setting to up to 14 months. Um, uh, otherwise, it's gone after two months. Uh, and you'll only be left with the basics and it's be more difficult to do any kind of, you know, checking on old campaigns and things that might not have been already collected or reported upon. Um, anyway, that's just one example of the setting that you wouldn't even know to change. And I think that uh, because of all the anger that that's going to cause, Google will probably remove that two months. That's, it's just silly. They'll make it six months or something, which is better. <laughs> it's better than two months. All right, I'll let you go ahead here. Last one. Yeah, and then the last one, this is again a no-brainer. Uh, on SEO 101, we are definitely going to be discussing at least 10 bugs with Google Business Profile. In the first month. No. In, in January. That's January's. This is January's predictions, right? Um, I, yeah. I will add one more quick thing about search console, or sorry, about analytics, as you were talking. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a company come out and uh, have some kind of financial arrangement with Google to lease or whatever universal analytics, and then offer that as a service to just keep it as is essentially on a paid subscription basis. So business owners could be like, I want access to that the way it is now. And they'll pay 10 bucks a month or 10 bucks a year or something just to keep it alive. Because I feel like there's money in that. I feel like enough people would pay to keep that data just the way they see it today, um, even if it's not recording new stuff. Um, I don't know if Google would allow that to happen or if there's even a company out there that wants to start that. Maybe we want to do it. Maybe well, there's an the opportunity. Thing. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't think infrastructure-wise they're going to allow that. They could do that now. That's why they're pushing people to BigQuery where you can do that yeah. and pay. Yeah, uh, fair enough. They just are blinders, they don't realize that that is not something that the average business can do. They won't even understand how to. I don't even understand to yet. Uh, I, there's a lot to learn there. So, yeah. All right, we've got to quickly finish up here. I've got a meeting in a minute, but uh, got some interesting feedback from Connie about his uh, website. Uh, it stopped being visible in search and was actually replaced, that's his homepage, and was replaced with a different internal page. And he was having a frustrating time changing that back. Well, it turned out that despite our recommendations, uh, he found out that his site had been cloned. Uh, you discussed this with him, so I'll let you take the rest there. Yeah, yeah. So he mentioned this to me on Facebook. Yeah, somebody had cloned his entire website. So he had a little panic attack there and figured it out and and then ultimately added some tracking codes, not tracking, but some code to his Shopify site that instantly broke the cloned website, which was great. He saw that one, but things weren't quite right. 
And then he found out after he got a notice from Google that a uh, a DMCA notice, a um, DMCA stands for the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, uh, notice of infringement had been filed against his homepage Good by God. Google. So Google removed his homepage from search. And so then he is freaking out about that like I would. I would be totally freaking out. Um, ultimately, uh, Connie did file a counter notification. And ultimately, after 14 days, his homepage began ranking again, everything returned to normal, and everything is good. So this is something I'll be looking for if we ever encounter this. Again, not an issue we see much, but you know, something else we learned that if we have this issue, the homepage is not homepage isn't ranking. Let's look into this and see if someone's filed this, um, even if it's incorrectly filed. And anyways, if you want to look into this, if you want to know how to file uh, an infringement or uh, a counter notification, we have a link in the show notes. It says ugly URL. I'm not going to try to repeat it, but it'll no. be in the show notes. And I'll post it to Facebook as well. So you'll see it in the Facebook group if if you want to know how to do it, or you could search Google. Um, but I'll, I'll give you the link anyways, if you want it. So Awesome. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my company, Senior SEO, Scott Vanak, thank you for joining us today and this year. We wish you a very happy holidays and a wonderful New Year's, and we'll look forward to talking to you in 2023. Holy smokes. Anyway, have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air twice a month on WMR.FM. Great. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year, happy New Year everyone. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.